0: Is the Uncle
1: Devin's Show
0: come on? Uncle Devin's Show, do you want to have some fun? Yeah, yeah, happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to the Uncle Devin Show back here on WOL 1450 AM where information is power. I am your host, Uncle Devin, and welcome back to another wonderful show. Um, as you may know, this show is dedicated to educating our community about the importance that music and arts plays in a child's development and what you can do to help take back control of your children's music listening experience trying to get rid of what I call music adultification that's where we force our children to listen to inappropriate adult music instead of age appropriate and and culturally relevant music but in addition to that we also bring anyone that's related to focusing on anything educational for our children and you we have some wonderful guests for you today but before we get into that let me um say good morning to my engineer alonzo thank you my brother um uh, today's show is brought to you by uh, uh i am we nation radio the first 24 7 online music radio station with an urban twist uh, we provide children's music beyond the, uh, um, the the typical genres of pop and rock and and the like. But we will come to you with some hip-hop, with some jazz, with some go-go, with some uh, reggae, and you name it. That's on com. That's nation.com Tune in so your children can have something that they deserve and that they need. Uh, it's wonderful uh, and an honor to be here with you today. And um, my name is Uncle Devin. They call me the Children's Drum Cushionist. Uh, and I am the owner of uh, I, uh, what do you call it? the Uncle Devin Show, which is an interactive musical experience for children that uh, uses drums and percussion to cultivate a child's mind. Sort of a dynamic cross between D.C.'s Trouble funk and schoolhouse rock. And just want to let you know that this Saturday coming up on Saturday, November 9th, I have two shows at the National Theater in D.C., uh, a 930 show and an 1130 show. Uh, and that's down at, at 1321 Pennsylvania Avenue, Northwest Washington, D.C. That's this uh, Saturday, November 9th. Come on out and check us out. Two shows, 930 and 11, down at the Historic uh, National Theater. And we hope to see you there. All right. Now, I am honored to have, uh, we got three wonderful guests that's going to be coming to you in a moment. Um, On the phone waiting, and I'm going to get to her in just a moment, is a sister that has been very instrumental in helping to uh, provide uh, I guess really the Uncle Devin show With a lot of guests and just A lot of support she's a, 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 a Whole source of re- uh, really a, a Large resource in our community Sister Nia 2X with VLB Productions So we're going to be going to her in just A moment um, also in Studio with me and we're going to be interviewing him A little bit later but he's going to also be in studio he, he, And I, I'm sure he's going to interject as we Move forward because I, uh, I I Love his knowledge and what he can share Is my brother um, the mayor Of D- the mayor of DC's hip hop Pop, and also, the one and only Vance Headrock uh, Levy. Uh, he's going to be here. Uh, he's in studio, and you're going to hear from him. First of all, let me just welcome you, brother. Thank you,
2: brother. Thank okay. you. What's up, Child of the City? What's up, worldwide? we all over the place with this, right? <laughs> right. What's
0: up, worldwide? And right now, I am going to uh, I have the pleasure of um, uh, having Aurora uh, Miles. Is that how you pronounce her That is correct. Okay. Uh, Aurora is with the organization called The Reading Partners. Uh, I had an opportunity to meet uh, one of their representatives at the East of the River uh, Book Festival um, a couple of weeks ago, and I immediately went up to him and said I need to have them on the air to talk about the wonderful work that they do. So first and foremost, let me uh, just say welcome to the Uncle Devin Show, Aurora.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here.
0: Okay, I'm going to have you pull a little closer to the mic so that we can make sure we hear that beautiful voice. <laughs> so first of all, talk a little bit about yourself. Yeah, let's pull the, pull the mic down a little So before we get into the wonderful work that is being done at uh, Reading Partners, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you have an extensive history in early childhood. And and where are you from?
3: I do. So I am originally from Los Angeles, but I have been in D.C. for a very long time. So I call D.C. home as well. Right. I have been an educator for I'm going to be I'm going to say I'm a lifelong educator, but I was actually actively working in classrooms uh, for 21 years, uh-huh. and I was working at a D.C. public school. I had a fifth-grade class, uh-huh. and when I got this class, this is a little bit emotional for me, but uh-huh. when I got this class, about, I had about 20 students, and uh-huh. about 15 of them were reading on a second-grade level. Oh, wow! And um, I remember telling my sister, I was like, I can't do this, yes. and she said, you have to. Mm. And so I stayed and I went through the year, um, but I cried for like two weeks because I was trying to figure out how am I going to get to teach fifth grade material to students who are reading on a second grade level. Right. And what a lot of people don't or may not realize is that. Children acquire literacy knowledge or literacy skills until the third grade, the end of third grade. Uh And fourth grade is when they start applying them to all other subjects. So, if you think about fourth grade math, there's a lot of word problems Uh in in fourth grade math. So, Uh if a student is already struggling in reading by Uh itself, and then you get them to the fourth grade, and now they're also struggling in every other mm-hmm. subject.
0: You know, and, and I, I'm a, I don't mean to cut you off, okay. but I remember D- Dr. Jawanza Kanjufu, and he specifically focuses on the age, uh, the grade of fourth grade, when particularly black boys, but I'm sure children in general, um, start to kind of you see a change mm-hmm. from their thirst for le- learning and, and love, and it just kind of goes downhill from here. So I don't know if that's similar to what you 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 saw and experienced.
3: Well, so. Yes. Um, I worked with very young children, um, and then I've also worked with students as, as old as 10 or 11th grade and 5th grade. So mm-hmm. I can, in the years that I taught kindergarten, kindergarten is still full of learning, but it's still full of play and yes. love yes. and um, experimental experimentation. But mm-hmm. as they get older, mm-hmm. it becomes more structured and more rigorous, mm-hmm. and it erases that love for learning Mm. and that love for education and so it's important i never thought of that okay parent parents and just adults in general don't really realize how important um play is in learning Mm -hmm. and 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 in their life in general so Mm -hmm. um one of the things that we do with reading partners is some especially for our youngest children there are a lot of um um, hands-on and manipulative activities that are games okay. um, for our students and it is just the easier way to help them
0: learn. Well, well let's talk a little bit about Reading Partners. So tell us a little bit about what Reading Partners is. I understand you all are nationwide actually.
3: We are. We are a national uh, nonprofit. Mm-hmm. We uh, were founded in Oakland or Northern California mm-hmm. and uh, we have 13 regions across the city, uh, excuse me, across the state, D.C. Mm-hmm. being one of those 13 regions. we mm-hmm. um, Someone is in Baltimore listening Baltimore is one of our closest um, partner uh, regions okay um, but what we do is we provide literacy tutoring for students in kindergarten through fourth grade
0: uh-huh.
3: um, for students that are anywhere between one month to two and a half years behind in reading
0: okay so how do you how do you actually do that do you go into partner with schools uh, what's the creative Mechanism. I know you all have to put together to try to even get that to 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 happen.
3: Yeah, sure. Um. So yes, we absolutely partner with schools. We currently partner with nineteen schools. Okay. um, And we're very schools that are elementary schools and public charter schools and we're mm-hmm. very proud to say that 11 of our 19 schools are east of the river. Oh, wonderful. We're proud of that because we know that that's where the need is the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um but that's also where we struggle the most to get volunteers.
0: Ah uh, now uh, you know last week I uh, I had the homeless children playtime project and we mm-hmm. talked about that issue of volunteers. So, what is your struggle with volunteers, and um, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, I, it just seems like it's a, it's a epidemic almost everywhere. But uh, how, how about with you all? What, what's y'all's experience?
3: So, let me start by saying that we have an extraordinary amount of volunteers that do work with us. Mm-hmm. We last year we had just about 1,200 volunteers mm-hmm. um, that work with us, and we're striving for that same number this year mm-hmm. so that we can serve the 925 students that we okay. are intending to serve. Right. So one of our struggles, um, unlike the children's playtime, is mm-hmm. that our tutoring happens during the day, and oh, most, most yes. people work. Yeah. Um, mm. And so what we find okay. is some people, if they can get away from work, they want to go somewhere closer to yeah. their job. Um, yeah. And so a lot of our schools that are in Northwest mm-hmm. – um, have the the majority of the volunteers. Oh, um, I see
0: because of the, the business district. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, you know, mm. it's
3: it's more it's mm. easier on their commute. Mm-hmm. But what we also find is that a lot of people don't realize that mm. If they just simply ask mm-hmm. their supervisor about the opportunity to volunteer, oh, yeah. oh, they might yeah. just say yes.
0: Absolutely. And
3: if they push hard enough, they mm. might get some of their colleagues involved as well.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That. that and, and so what would they simply be I mean, what, what, what type of volunteerism would they be doing?
3: Sure. So um, each of our students, each of our 925 students are paired with a community volunteer. And our mm-hmm. volunteers come from every walk of life. Mm-hmm. They are working professionals. They're retirees. They're college students. Mm. They're even high school students. Or volunteers just have to be 14, and mm-hmm. they can also earn their um, community service mm-hmm. hours mm-hmm. as well. Right. And so we provide lots and lots of training for our volunteers, and it starts with the tutor orientation, Mm -hmm. where tutors come in, they learn more about Reading Partners as the organization, but then they learn more about what they a more high level overview of what they'll be doing in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Then they are scheduled for their center orientation, where they get to work or learn about their specific curriculum that they're going to work in. Mm -hmm. So Reading Partners has three curriculums. Okay, uh, three. Okay, are early. Excuse me. Our emergent, our merging readers curriculum. And those are for our youngest students, usually kindergartners. Then there are beginning readers mm-hmm. curriculum, and those are for our students that are uh, first grade, mostly, and some second graders. Mm-hmm. And then our advancing curriculum, and that is for our second through fourth grade students. Right. Right. And then we also have continuous um, trainings throughout the district. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In different locations across the district, mm-hmm. and we also have an online um, hub where volunteers can watch an actual tutoring session happen. Okay, um, with an actual student.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But the best part is that our curriculum is scripted, so it tells volunteers exactly what to say, okay. exactly what to write, and there's there's no need for a education background at
0: all. Oh, wonderful! Okay, well, I mean, I know that um, you know there's a relationship between literacy and poverty. Mm-hmm. um and I, I can't remember the last numbers i remember there was this one organization that said something to the extent that when well, they were dealing more so uh they said the adult population but 43% of um oh gracious if i can remember I remember that that's stat it was i i don't want to i'll pull it up in just a moment but understanding the importance that literacy does play uh in the child's development one of the things that we're doing at I Am We Nation Radio is in January, we're going to be starting an uh, online, uh, the radio program is going to have a segment where we have book authors okay. reading their book and hopefully encouraging children to get the book and read along mm-hmm. with them. Um, and that's how we're going to use music to be able to do that. So in some of the creative ways that you all um, have, have you found that um, what the community support or parent support? What type of... Uh, do you get the parent support in, for this type of initiative? Are they looking for it, or do you feel like you would like to get more parent support?
3: So we work spe- we work directly with schools okay. and not with families in okay. particular. Now that doesn't mean that we don't often form relationships with parents. Some right. parents are like, "Who are you? Who are you? Who's, yeah, who's this working with my child week after week? And, yeah, um, but we do mostly work with. Um, with the schools directly, mm-hmm. now each parent does have to sign a consent form mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so that when they do that says to us that they are invested in their children okay, in their children's good. um growing education
0: okay and and i I want to also- acknowledge i know that you have a a about how how large is your organization
3: so we large in, in what terms? In numbers,
0: yeah, uh, in, in terms of numbers here in in this area so. and because and oh, okay, and, and so yeah, how Because in fact, your director is um. And I, I just pulled her name up, and I wanted to make sure I acknowledge your the the, the executive director.
3: Mm-hmm. Karen Gardner. Karen,
0: yeah, Karen Gardner. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Karen, and and, every, and the whole staff for the work that you all are doing. Um, are do you take donations?
3: We absolutely do take okay. donations. So because we are a five hundred one c three, we rely on um, mm-hmm. on on fundraising okay so each of our schools does pay a fee for service okay. and it comes out of their title one funds all of the schools we work with are title one schools mm-hmm. um, but that's only about 17 percent of what it costs to operate a reading center mm-hmm. and so we do fundraise uh for the rest
0: what's the best way for someone to reach you all
3: so readingpartners.org mm-hmm. um and you can on, when you pull that up you'll see a volunteer or donate button and you can click on either one
0: okay Okay and so what we uh, what I want to talk a little bit more about is about the programs themselves mm-hmm. that you all do. I want to kind of do a deep dive. We we're going to uh take a pause for the calls just for one moment, but when we come back, let's talk a little bit about uh, the programs that you all have have even designed um, and also um, do you look for any type of community support uh, from churches, from fraternities, sororities, from um, others and how they can also uh, contribute to this. Uh, you're listening to Uncle Devin here on WOL 1450 AM. Uh, I am your host Uncle Devin and you're listening to uh, a wonderful discussion with uh, Aurora Miles with the Reading Partners. Uh, and we're going to be in just about 60 seconds. We're going to come back and talk more specifically about their, uh, their programs of action and how you can, uh, be a part of that. Don't go anywhere. W.O.L. And you're welcome back to the Uncle Devin Show here on W.O.L. 1450 a.m. Coming to you from the Silver Spring, Maryland studios. Uh, I want to again let you know that today's show is brought to you by I Am We Nation Radio, uh, the first 24-7 online children's music radio station with the Urban Twist just go to imwenation.com with two E's. That's imwenation.com. Right now you're listening to um, and you have, have in studio with me uh, Aurora Miles with the Reading Partners. And we were just talking about the wonderful work that they do around the nation, but also right here in the Washington, D.C. area, uh, focusing on reading and literacy. And we were going to do a deep dive a little bit further into some of the actual programs that you, you offer. I know you mentioned some of them before. Um, what's, what would you consider is your most successful program? that you are?
3: So our core program is our literacy tutoring. It's Mm -hmm. one-on-one tutoring. Each of our students receives two sessions a week. Okay. And they are 45 minutes, excuse me, 45 minutes each session. Okay. We ask our volunteers only for one hour a week. Mm -hmm. So that means most of our students have two volunteers Mm -hmm. that partner with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of our volunteers also volunteer for more than one hour as well. So Mm -hmm. we we welcome all of those um, different varieties of of volunteering.
0: Okay. Now – In today's technology, I don't know if you all have thought about it or do anything to this extent. And whether or not you think, I mean, obviously the the face-to-face, one-on-one communication Mm -hmm. is great. Has there been any thought of or or, or, or consideration of doing some type of online tutoring?
3: So there has been talk nationally about that. But Mm -hmm. what we know, um, because we're in the classrooms every single day, we know that there is nothing as valuable as Children having that one-on-one time right. with um, another adult. So most classrooms have at a minimum of twenty-five students. Right. Sometimes up to thirty-five students. And there's no way, as a former teacher, mm-hmm. no matter how hard we try, we cannot individualize our edu- our um, our lessons the mm-hmm. way that we really truly need to, right. or even desire to. And so, reading partners is just a supplemental program mm-hmm. that allows students to have that one-on-one time with with an adult that cares, that shows up week after week, Mm -hmm. um, month after month throughout the school year, and supports them in their learning.
0: Well, I know that, um, you know, I remember LeVar Burton Mm -hmm. had Reading Rainbow Mm -hmm. for years. Um, And, in fact, I I can't wait for the uh, movie to come out of... um, uh for uh Mr. Rogers and uh in next week in fact I'm going to have um artists who were on the soundtrack for that okay. I'm going to interview them but um we need to to raise up the work that Mr. Rogers has done but we really need to talk about the work that people like Levar Burden has done sure. for the Reading Rainbow um you know and I see that you know by the numbers and just looking at your site uh you all have served over 11,000 uh students um and 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 have you know over com- community tutors? I think thirteen thousand over thirteen thousand uh, tutors, and seventy nine percent of I am assuming uh, of the students uh, come from economically disadvantaged uh, backgrounds.
3: So more than seventy nine percent of our students. So, okay. like I said, most of the schools that well, especially in, in DC, the schools that we work with are Title One schools. Okay. So that means that um, a percentage of the students are eligible for free or reduced lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, what we know is. In DC, only 19% of our students are reading proficiently by the fourth grade, mm. and um, say that number again. 19% wow. are are reading proficiently. I
0: mean, and there's a cycle with that. So absolutely, yeah, and, and it, it continues with through the family yeah. and okay.
3: So one of the things that we notice um, as students move through our um, program throughout the year is that they often start off timid and shy and uncertain mm-hmm. and unsure of themselves. But as they develop these skills, they become more confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just in reading, they be- just become more confident young people. Mm-hmm. And that confidence, when you feel good about yourself, you make smart choices Absolutely. and smart decisions. Yes. And so, even though we are working specifically with literacy tutoring, mm-hmm. we know that the work that we're doing is also helping students build their self esteem as mm-hmm. well
0: oh, no doubt about that i mean it's a certain confidence to be able to to read and, you know especially if they're reading in front of your your class, but even on your own because mm-hmm. now you can transcend you know the limitations of your physical environment and you can travel the world absolutely you know and that's really the the significance you know of that, but it's a shame that in this country we still have such a numbers when it comes to literacy. Um, um, and, and I know that there are organizations, you know, I, I think I shared with you another organization in which I'm a board member is the DC Black uh, Child Development Institute. And they have something called the Bookshelf Project where mm-hmm. they build bookshelves. And so I would love to see you all partner with them as well, because I think if they have the bookshelf and you all have the, the reading component and, you know, and, and making sure that people have uh, children have, uh, you know, accessible books. I mean, I think that's that's critical. How do you all um how, how do you do what do you do in terms of actually getting books and those types of things?
3: OK, so before I address that, sure. I, I wanted to just make a correction. I said 19 um, percent of students from. What I didn't say was 19% of students from low-income homes.
0: Okay, from low-income. Right, right, right. Okay. And that okay. is a, a thank you mm-hmm.
3: a, a clarification that I really wanted to okay, make sure that I made. Not a so problem. 19% mm-hmm. of students from low-income homes are not reading proficiently okay. by the fourth grade. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So um, one of uh, part of our our core program is called Take Reading with You, mm-hmm. and what that is is an opportunity for students to receive books. They can choose their books mm-hmm. um, to be able to keep with them forever and ever. Mm. Okay. Um, I. Uh, when I was working with early childhood education, Mm -hmm. I did a home visit and I visited a child and visited a a family. And then Mm -hmm. at the end, when I was getting ready to leave, I asked um, if they would like for me to read a book to them. Mm -hmm. And they brought me this very well-loved book. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, oh, this must be their favorite book. This book gets a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, it was the only book that this child had.
0: Wow! And so
3: it was a thing that, completely floored me because I grew up with books all around me. Yes. Um not only did my grandfather have books all literally mm-hmm. all over the place, but mm-hmm. my mother was a voracious reader as well. And yes. so books were always a part of our lives and I was devastated so I was so grateful to find reading partners um not just because of the work that we do mm-hmm. for the students that we serve. Um in general, but to know that th- that this organization knows how important mm-hmm books in hand are yes um and so i i really love the idea of partnering with uh your organization
4: okay
3: and um seeing how we can we can figure out how to make that work because we rely on book donations to give books to our students and um many times we get books that are not appropriate for our students they're either Mm -hmm. too young Mm -hmm. or they're too old for our students and we have we then in turn um uh, donate donate them them. ourselves and so it'd be really great for us to have a regular partner
0: and, and I, I didn't mention earlier, if you want to join the conversation, uh, you can give us a call at 1-800-450-7876, one 450 You're listening to um, Aurora Miles with The Reading Partners, and uh, what's the website?
3: It's reading www.readingpartners.org. Okay. And what's your,
0: uh, your 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 status? What's your organization? I I was going to mention the title, so I will that you let you mention that. One. Okay.
3: So, my um, role with Reading Partners is the External Relations Manager. And what I do is a combination of fundraising mm-hmm. and um, supporting our community engagement team okay. with volunteers and um and any support that they need in that aspect.
0: So going back to when you were in the classroom and you saw the number of children that weren't reading proficiently and it just brought you to tears, how um how does working with an organization like this help you with that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, so as a teacher, you can only work with X amount of students at a time mm-hmm. per year. Mm-hmm. But with Reading Partners, we are working with over 920 students mm. this year. Last year, we served almost 980 students. Is that
0: nationwide or just in That's D.C.? That's locally. That's here okay. in D.C. Okay.
3: And, and so I do work that affects far more students than I did uh, positively than I did when I was actually in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do volunteer. I'm a reading partner myself. Mm-hmm. I volunteer once a week. Okay. Um, okay. As do many of our, our, um st- our, the people mm-hmm. on staff.
0: Okay. Okay. So looking at some of your program highlights, and you may have mentioned some of this before, but 88% of the principals report improved school wide reading progress uh, when working with um uh, Reading partners. Uh, a hundred percent of the teachers report reading partner is a valuable is valuable to to their school, and ninety five percent of volunteers are satisfied with their volunteer experience. What work do you all? Uh, uh, well, are there any partnerships, or do you get any support from the city itself?
3: Yeah. So that thank you for asking that question. Mm. We um we could not do the work that we do on the scale in which we do with mm. if it wasn't for the partners that we have. Mm-hmm. So we are partnered with um. With the city of Washington, Washington, okay. D.C. All right. Um, we are um, one of a few, one of two organizations that have been receiving um, a grant from the Office of the State Superintendent. Okay, good. Um, mm-hmm. We also receive a grant from the um, deputy mayor of education, mm-hmm. as well as the mayor's office on Latino affairs. And that's our mm-hmm. local government okay. support. We also are an AmeriCorps program. So we get federal funds to the AmeriCorps mm-hmm. um, program. Mm-hmm. Each of our reading centers is staffed with a full-time AmeriCorps member. Wow. So that AmeriCorps member is there to uh, support the student learning mm-hmm and is also there to support volunteers mm-hmm. every single day.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. And and I want to give a shout-out to all the partners, because if they weren't involved, I was about to start a campaign. And we, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the city does a lot of great things um, in that regard. So uh, in the last minute, give mm-hmm. you the contact information. And, again, we're looking for volunteers and donations. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have fraternity and sorority and you're looking for a way to contribute, this is an excellent way to contribute um, churches uh, and the like. What's the best way for them to reach you?
3: So, again, our website is readingpartners.org. Um, you can reach us there. Um, you can also give me a call. My number is 202-810-4854. Mm-hmm. And I can point you in any direction that you'd like to go in. Okay. Um, what we need most are volunteers mm-hmm. and volunteers of color and mm-hmm. volunteers of color that are willing to to partner with our students in the schools that are east of the river
0: okay absolutely well i want to thank you for being here now you don't have to go anywhere i'm gonna uh, do some other interviews you can be a part of that but i want to uh, con- you know wish you all continued success thank you so much and uh, if there's anything else that we can never do i can never do here at uh, uncle devin show just let me know
3: thank you for having us right. we appreciate the opportunity
0: you're welcome and again you've been listening to aurora miles with the reading partners and um we i'll be posting their contact information up on my site in just a few minutes I mean just 30, 60 seconds we're going to be interviewing near 2x the VLB productions don't go anywhere 1450 WOL and we're back welcome back to the uncle Devin show here on WOL 1450 AM 95.9 FM um here on your listener dial and for those uh you can check us out on the uh wol talk show app i guess i gotta figure out which one it is but anyway you can go to www.wldcnews.com and check us out uh i know that we had a caller that wanted more information about last week's show um they say about the drum show i'm not exactly sure what they meant about the drum show but i know last week um uh, we interviewed and we spoke uh with the homeless Children playtime project as well as uh with the one and only hip hop icon uh biz marquee uh If you want more information about that, go to uh the dot com and click on um podcast later today, the podcast will be up, but if you go to the uncle devin show um website or if you go to um what is it the facebook uncle Devon show, you can actually see the entire interview uh or, uh posted on uh the video on um, on our Facebook page on uncle Devin's show on uh Facebook. So uh if you have more questions about that uh you can feel free to just reach out to us. I'm at um radio at the dot com and Devin is spelled D-E-V-I-N. No D E V O N's And again today's show is brought to you by uh the uh I am We Nation Radio, the first twenty four seven children's music radio with an urban twist. Um, so we, 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 we're looking forward to that. Also, um, if you want to join the conversation, you can still give us a call at one eight hundred four five zero seven eight seven six. 450 7876 and on the phone line right now. And I just want to thank her for being patient and for all the wonderful work that we have. We have none, none other than sister Nia 2X with VLB Productions. Welcome to the uncle Devin show. Finally, Nia.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Indeed, I'm I'm very, very grateful.
0: Oh, well, thank you very much. I me to make sure I, I turn you up so they can hear you here. Come on, have a seat. Um, so, Nia, now, where, first of all, where are you calling from?
1: Calling from my hometown, D.C.
0: No, D.C.? Okay, because at one point you were, now, were you in, was it St. Louis or, uh, I don't no, know why I thought you...
1: That's when you interviewed uh, Anita Dixon oh. from out of Missouri.
0: Okay, that's what that was. Okay, so yeah, uh-huh. so you right here, and so tell tell us a little bit about VLB Productions.
1: Well, again, thank you for having me. But before I do, I have to compliment Miss Malice on the reading partners. That was very very powerful. Thank you. yes, and wonderful the work she's doing. When you talk about reading. Because looking off the screens, you're getting a little bit of information, and you're really not reading. I mean, books are so important. Mm-hmm. They're important to all of us, and it, it really uh, opens up some of the work we're doing with children when it comes to Black history. Okay, this is what we this is what we specialize in with our youth. Um, most of our youth, in fact. Um, 99.9% of all of our youth have been black children. We'll welcome any children. Mm -hmm. But reading is so key and essential Mm -hmm. to understanding, respecting, learning, participating in black history. So Mm -hmm. Big prop to her and her organization, Reading Partners.
0: Yes, great. Yeah. So that's and,
1: what we're doing, Uncle Devin. Okay. We are teaching our children
4: mm-hmm. as
1: early as possible okay. about our great history, our story, from our perspective. But the perspective has to be truthful, and it has to be factual. It can't be just uh, embellished on something that sounds good, we tell the good, we tell the bad, mm-hmm. we tell it all, mm-hmm. and knowing our history it's just about actually ninety nine ninety nine percent good
4: mm-hmm. because
1: it's so much yeah, a lot of people like to frown away from black history because they think you're going straight to and only chattel slavery, yeah. and that's not hardly true exactly we have to mention.
2: Mm-hmm. Teach,
1: understand, analyze, and delve into chattel slavery. We certainly don't want to erase it, minimize it.
4: Mm-hmm. but
1: it's not the total no. of an ancient
0: people. That's right
1: Who gave the world mathematics, science and all of the other disciplines, astronomy, you name it, it came from the mind and the brain of a black man and a black woman first by the permission of the Most High God mm-hmm. if we're looking spiritually.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, that that, that legacy well, well beyond slavery is, is very important, something I've been focusing on for, for years, I've written books on it, I play it in my music and I talk about it and just talk about the... The important, you know, one of the songs on my children's CD is is, is Africa, and you know, and just just really just talking about the impact that Africa has played, um, you know, in every aspect of of society. So, talk to me now. I, you you send out a lot of regular um, uh, newsletters or emails. Uh, first of all, how can someone join your email? And one of the last ones I remember re- receiving was your support for the movie Harriet uh, Harriet or Harriet Tubman. Uh, did you go and see it? I'm sure you did. And if so, what was your your perception of it?
1: I absolutely did go on Friday from Mm -hmm. 1 to 10. I give it a 12. (laughs) I really enjoyed the movie. I talked to a youth this morning, Mm -hmm. uh, around 17 years, and she asked me, did I see the movie? And I told her, yes. And she told me that uh she's a little reluctant i don't like those type of movies mm-hmm. and i told her i clearly understand
4: mm-hmm.
1: uh a lot of grown people don't like to visit
4: mm-hmm.
1: the um uh, the exact
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, the um
0: yeah it was just that, that you know, know that that look that, look that tragic t- history of what There's she tra- yeah
1: exactly mm-hmm. thank you the tragedy of mm-hmm. some of the movies that have been great uh, 12 years a slave and many others, but for me, Harriet uh, didn't delve into into the tragedy as far as the vivid scenes yeah. of whippings. And I don't want to give the money away. Yep. Movie away, mm-hmm. money
4: right? <laughs> the movie
1: away. But what it did do for me as an individual, it empowered my. Faith,
4: uh-huh. Into
1: understanding God better. Uh-huh. That when you and I, as Harriet Tubman did, uh-huh. put our lives, put our purpose, uh-huh. put our soul, put our belief, put our every
4: uh-huh. into
1: the Lord, not only uh-huh. did he speak to Harriet Tubman, uh-huh. but he would do the same for you and I when uh-huh. we exercise a Unforgiving, relentless faith in him, mm-hmm. and that's what the movie did for me. Mm-hmm. It really uh, showed heroism, mm-hmm. uh, and what this great sister did. And it could have showed more, but you're talking about a movie. Yes. But what it did do, I'm going to take two other children okay. back if their parents allow, sure. uh, so that they too can become. More educated mm-hmm. and understanding how good it is to right. be black people. Mm-hmm. Remember, when you say your prayers, yeah. be sure to think most of that we are black
0: people, right?
1: Because it's so
0: important. Absolutely. You know, I'm uh, in in next month. I'm heading out to Seattle, Washington. Uh, there's a conference called the People of Color Conference. Uh, and um, it's sponsored by the National Institute of Independent Schools. I'm sorry, that's not it. The National Association of Independent Schools. Uh, and I'm doing a workshop out there entitled "The uh, Racism in Children's Music: um, Liberating Music for the Black Child." And I'm dealing. I'm talking about the origin of children's music, not only just in the United States, but I'm going to be taking a look at it around the world. But not only am I going to look at that negative aspect, I'm going to also talk about how we use music as a liberating tool, as a tool of love and as a tool of growth. And 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 especially how we use the drum for to communicate uh, when long before there was the Internet and how we used our body and doing the, the hand bone, which I'm a. Uh, which I do for children. I teach children how to do the hand bone, um, and so those things are, are, are to me are very critical in connecting, helping them to better connect to movies that you, uh, you just mentioned. Now, what are some of the? Do you have any particular programs coming up, or what are some of the uh, activities that that you have going on? I know you also work, do some work uh, around um, uh, with Reverend Al Sharpton and the National. Uh, what is it called the National. Action Network. Action Network. Yes. Talk a little bit about your work there.
1: Well, um, I am your humble servant, president in the DMV under a black history maker as Reverend Al Sharpton. Okay,
4: Reverend it's an Al.
1: honor to, to work on his behalf as he says he's continuing mm-hmm. the work of the late great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. The National Action Network, of course, is headquartered in New York City, mm-hmm. and it models itself after Dr. King's work in nonviolent mm-hmm. civil participation and and the like. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very rewarding. Uh, To work for him and what makes the organization work here in the DMV are the members Right. They're very supportive. They're very active, very challenging, very encouraging Uh So it's a work in progress under the leadership of this great history or should I say Black history maker. Okay. Let me not fail to mention the work you're doing uncle Devin This is black history. Thank you. Because you have been chosen, I believe, from the Most High God, I call his name Allah, Mm -hmm. to lead uh, the most important population uh, or, you know, the Mm -hmm. most important people, which Mm -hmm. is children. Right. Because mainstream or this overwhelming society of racism, white supremacy, as taught to us by the late, great Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, and also continuing to be taught by Brother Neely Fuller, Jr., mm-hmm. this, this dominating system is aiming at the children. Mm-hmm. They're finished with us. yeah, You yeah. know, we're, we're giving $1.5 trillion mm-hmm. dollars away in the black community every year they got us mm-hmm. but the children mm-hmm. if we can empower the children through uh Miss malice is doing mm-hmm. reading empower the children with their culture with their uh mm-hmm. knowledge of the most high god mm-hmm. who they choose mm-hmm. and the knowledge of self mm-hmm. and be influenced to not only listen to music, but to make music to influence a positive world, you know, we'll be back in control because we're <laughs> on our way. Don't be well,
0: fooled. Black and, people and the, are on the ride. The, the frustrating thing about it is that we're, we miss, we're missing an opportunity to use a, 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 a tool that we created for the world, music. Toward, for, to, to elevate and educate our children. You know, the, the human brain develops 80% of its capacity between zero and five years old. But yet there is no national children's music radio programming in our community. And most of the radio programs that you listen to pretty much cater to the dominant culture. And so many of our children may not relate to it because all children will gravitate toward the music that they hear their parents listen to. So, most.
1: Well, you're making my point 100. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. you may not realize it because you're not doing your work through vanity. Mm-hmm. You're doing your work through the necessity of what you said. Yes. But your job mm-hmm. is to not ever stop until the job is completed. Thank you. you we see you. Mm-hmm. You are a black history man. Every work you're doing. As people would say, if you want to change, look in the mirror and be the change. Yeah. You are the change. We've been down before. Yeah. We've been detoured to the left before, and we'll bring it right back, and mm-hmm. we'll bring it stronger. That's why the job, Uncle Devin, is to not ever stop the purpose of what you have been revealing to us and what the Most High God will continue to reveal to you, because dealing with the little people, mm-hmm. dealing with our future is
0: critical. The least, the least of these, yeah. The
1: open enemy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay, okay, we're on the open enemy space. Mm-hmm. We're not going to stay here because now we recognize this is not where we want to be. Mm-hmm. So using the principle of Kuji Chakaliyah, mm-hmm. self-determination, mm-hmm. hey, let's yeah. handle our business again. Right. Black people are on the rise.
0: And with that, how can, uh, what's your website and how can people reach you and the work that you're doing?
1: Thank you. Uh, Just go online to blackonblackunity.com.
0: Blackonblackunity.com.
1: Yes, sir. Blackonblackunity.com. We have a wonderful podcast of Black History Guests that have come on. We're profanity free. We don't need that language. Mm -hmm. And uh, they can call Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. 202 819 7134. 202 819 7134. And I thank you, brother, for allowing me to hear. Uh, reading partners from Miss Malice, I'm just proud of our people. We're on the way. Don't let nobody tell you different. We're on our way back to our glory. And I really, really believe that.
0: Well, Sister Nia, thank you very much for being a guest and for helping me out over the last year with guests. And I look forward to continue to work with you. That's Sister Nia 2X. Stay tuned. We're going to come back to you with the one and only Head Rock, Chocolate City Rocks. Don't go anywhere. Tune Uncle show to the
2: 1450
0: WOL. Yeah, having a wonderful time here in the studio. You're listening to Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist. And this is WOL. 1450 a.m. where we focus on eradicating music adultification uh, that's where we force our children to listen to inappropriate adult music and uh, if you want to join the conversation know, that's right. you can give us a call at 1-800-450-7876 that's 1-800-450-7876 and don't forget that today's show is brought to you by iamwenation.com the first 24-7 online children's music radio station for children in our community. I mean, I want you to understand that that's significant mm, and mm. very important. Um go to imwe Nation dot com. Now I'm honored to have this nation. next brother here. Um we go back <laughs> years and years and years. Um this yeah. brother here has been a champion uh for the cause of the the, the oppressed uh, around the the world uh, fighting and working with unions working with schools working with yeah. community organizations he's the founder of uh, one of the founders i guess or the founders of the band that i had the honor of be- being with mm. gotta mm. see us international funk band uh but also um you may know him as the mayor of dc hip-hop uh, he goes by the one and only Head Rock with Chocolate City Rocks. My brother, welcome to the Uncle Devin Show. What's going
2: on, Prophet? Can I call you Prophet?
0: You gonna, <laughs> Tell him why you call me that's Prophet. That's not going to throw him off <laughs> nah. from Uncle
2: Devin the Prophet. Because you ain't here preaching the gospel, nah, man. man. <laughs> you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't been
4: calling yeah, me that yeah, for a yeah, year. You got, when he you first met me. You got the site. You got the site. What? First
0: met me, he started calling me the Prophet. Hey. But, but you know what? The work that you do um, is consistent, is regular. I know you work with the Washington, Thank you, brother. What, what is it, the Washington area. Area lawyers. Washington
2: area lawyers for the arts. I am the uh, education director. Been there since 2010.
0: In fact, they have something coming up. I may attend. I think it's a, a, a workshop dealing with uh, grant and grant writing.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. it's tomorrow. Tomorrow, yes. We're mm-hmm. um, we're wrapping up a, a very heavy heavy season of education sessions uh, offered um, throughout the DMV. Uh, we just had a publishing session mm-hmm. at Georgetown Library on Saturday. Um, and tomorrow we have um, session number six mm-hmm. of our um, Creative Entrepreneur Series mm-hmm. um, at the Gateway Media Arts Lab, and the address over there is thirty three eleven Rhode Island Avenue in mm-hmm. Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. And um, the focus on that session is going to be grants. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. Come that's, on, that's,
0: you know, it's right down the street. I love going over there. Go get me some of my vegan food over at Sweet oh, Natural. Oh, now and we talking. Go over yes to Glutz indeed. and get my little One my herbs this. and all that. Yes <laughs> so, so, so I want to talk, and I know we, we we want to talk about something that you have coming up, uh, yes. working over with the Prince George's uh, African American Museum yes. coming up uh, the, uh, November 15th and 16th, I believe. No, November 15th. Talk a little bit about that.
2: Um, so um been planning all year for this, and um, finally I uh, had a pleasure to announce that um, Chocolate City Rocks in collaboration with the Prince George's African American Museum and Cultural Center, which is located in historic North Brentwood, Maryland, the first incorporated black township in Prince George's County, Maryland. Um, We're coming together to produce the first Underground Railroad Bazaar Under the Stars. Mm. Um, We have three of them on deck. The first one is going to be um, next Friday, Mm -hmm. um, November the 15th. Um, from five to ten PM, it's going to be in the outside pavilion. This is going on outside mm-hmm. in the outside pavilion, which is next to the museum. Um, and just behind that pavilion is a railroad there. Mm-hmm. So, um, that lends itself to to the name Underground Railroad. Also, the significance of um, the Underground Railroad. This is a powerful year. It's the mm-hmm. four hundred year. Yep. Right, four hundred yep. years since the first recorded Africans in the Virginia colonies. Mm-hmm. They just released Harriet
4: mm-hmm.
2: on on uh, yeah, on Friday, yeah. and we got the Underground Railroad,
4: mm-hmm.
2: Bazaar under the stars, uh-huh. right? And I would be remiss um, t- listening to the sister talk about yeah. um, the resiliency of Harriet, sister two, eh? um, Nia. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. Um I couldn't help it but I also started thinking about the resiliency of Dolomite.
0: <laughs> if you haven't
2: watched that Dolomite on Netflix, you yeah. got to watch it because it is a very inspiring movie mm-hmm. with the same themes of of, of 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 our perseverance um against those who who would um who who would attempt to sabotage us and mm-hmm. and, and don't want to see us express ourselves um on the same level as um as 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 others express themselves mm-hmm. you know in this country because um the roles that 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 were that were intended for us as as africans um was something different mm-hmm. from 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 what was laid out in the constitution of this of this nation mm-hmm. and um we are in the in these times i call it the time of the great pendulum shift i know a lot of folks are nervous about the times mm-hmm. um folks are upset about what's going on mm-hmm. you know they're having a constitutional crisis they oh, yeah. are having yeah. a constitutional that's right. crisis that's now. right I'm not having a crisis. Mm, right. Right. I want to talk to my people and make sure we're not having a crisis. Right. They're having a crisis mm-hmm. cuz the way that the way that they set this country up, everything that they said, none of it was intended for us. Yeah. And now talk here we it? are living the American dream that was not intended for us. Mm-hmm. And and they have to figure out what they're going to do mm-hmm. with us as we come up and as we we gain uh economic uh mm-hmm. uh um um equity, mm-hmm. you know, and and political equity, you mm-hmm. know. Um um so while they're doing that come meet us down on the underground railroad oh, yeah. at and the Prince George's so, African so, American Museum. So what Museum can people expect
0: Center. there? What what can what, what can they expect to see there and um I know you say you got some um some vendors, uh, a vendor village, S- celebrate and, yeah.
2: the, the spirit of shopping, mm-hmm. um you're going to have some diaspora vibes mm-hmm. um, uh, vibes and uh, we have a curated selection of of vendors mm-hmm. and um some of the categories that we're going to have, we're going to have apparel vendors out there and mm-hmm. beauty vendors, food vendors mm-hmm. out there, um, jewelers out there, some uh, positive um, image, imaging t-shirts out there. Okay. The Black Rockstar Superhero Marketplace is going to be out there as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy to announce um, for our program, um, we're going to have, do you know, you know DC Super Sid? Yeah. You know him. Yeah. Sid. So Sid, absolutely, Sid is a is a rock star photographer, yeah. icon photographer, icon journalist, um, in the area very much involved in the um the the DC music scene and really yeah, the DC absolutely. art scene. You know, yeah. I really shouldn't put him just in the music, but in the right. art scene in general. But he's a DJ as mm-hmm. well, and then also he has family roots okay. in North Brentwood.
0: So. Wow. Um, that and North Brentwood is is very historic. Oh man, I mean, it's heavy, you know, man. I grew up in the AME Zion Church, and I know the North Brentwood AME Zion Church is there, yeah. and they're also in that museum over at the. Uh, they have a, uh, a a picture and a, and a write up of them they in do. that museum. Yep, they, they
2: have a. I yeah. I think it's called a, a living exhibit. It's, yes. like it's always there, mm-hmm. um, at the museum where they talk about the uh, the history of the North Brentwood, uh, mm-hmm. you know, community, and they have mm-hmm. photos on there with um. You know, honoring the folks over there. As, as a matter of fact, uh-huh. um, back in in August at the 10-year se- se- uh, anniversary celebration um, uh-huh. on, on a Saturday, Super Sid came in there with, I think it was his pops that he came in there okay. with, and his pops walked in, walked in there and saw the living exhibit and saw himself. In the living exhibit oh, And he wow. just started talking <laughs> yeah. He saw I think that's he saw great. himself I think he saw his dad In there as yeah. well So yeah. it, was, it was heavy man wow. So um, you know A source of pride um, You know for the, for the folks in that community um, You know Because you know We want to really do is We want to see ourselves And, and, and be recognized so Yeah It's very important to, to all human beings yeah, Right you Right
0: know. Now Chocolate City Rocks. Now yeah. I had the pleasure of being a part of that where we performed at the Kennedy Center. Yes, I was one you of did, three brother. children's artists that, that performed that day. What is Chocolate City Rocks and 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 in relationship to also this event, this Bazaar that's coming up?
2: Well, you know, man, Chocolate City Rocks is an initiative I started in twenty ten to um promote the patronage uh of of our area's artists who are producing conscious material. Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, I'm a competitor, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I, I, I do not like pop culture Mm -hmm. at all. I'm not Mm -hmm. a fan of pop culture Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe it is detrimental to the uplift of our people, Mm -hmm. um, on purpose. And, um, you know, one point in time, the, um, the, 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 the dominant, you know, art force really came out of the, the, the black and brown communities in this country, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, the, the, the '50s era's and the '60s era music that we talking about, funk music, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and that music was filled with messages, mm-hmm. you know, for our people. To to some folks, the music went over went over their head. The music and the presentation went over their head. So a lot of folks don't understand Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah, you know, That's but right. them cats was talking about. They That's talk right. about Sir Nose devoid of right. funk. Yeah. You know, and and that's a that's a that's a person. You yeah. know what I mean? That's an attitude. Yeah. Um and and, that's right. and they talked about um you better you better on guard defend yourself yeah. and shoot them with that bop gun. So yeah. so we keep the bop coming out. And uh, we love we love artists who um who are who are who are who are grounded and mm-hmm. and, and 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 inspired to keep um communicating mm-hmm. to our people um solutions on really just how to how to handle you know life in 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 this in 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 our mm-hmm. in our in the eras that we live in as mm-hmm. all these things are going going on in the planet all these all these moves to
0: control right. um, you know control our people. Right. Well, let me ask you this real quick. We got just 2 minutes left. Yes. Um how can people reach you, and what support do you need for this bazaar
2: coming up? Well, you can go to chocolatecityrocks.com, mm-hmm. and that has all the info about the Underground Railroad Bazaar Under the Stars. Um, We start again, like I said, we start again on—we um, we start— on November the 15th, from mm-hmm. 5 p.m. to 10 p.m., and then we're, all, we're coming back two weeks after that, November 29th. That's going to be Black Friday, mm-hmm. and then we're going to be again on December the 13th. That information is at chocolatecityrocks.com. It's also at the museum's website, which is www.pgamcc.org, mm-hmm. and then you do forward slash bazaar, get you straight to the bazaar page yeah. if uh, if you want to get straight to it. Okay. Um, but there's, there's a link on there um, to to buy tickets so we there's a $5 entry fee for the bazaar and okay. everything we're doing is going to support the work of the museum which is there um, again to to you know uplift uh, uh-huh. uh, the, the, the black culture in Prince George's County but not just in Prince George's County um, throughout the diaspora throughout the DMV region right um, and um, also we are looking for vendors as well okay. st- we still have some vendors particularly we're looking for more food vendors okay. um, any shoemakers out there
0: okay no, no, uh, well, and and if you if you listen to us on Facebook, we're gonna continue the conversation there. We're running out of time okay. on air. But thank you, my brother. Thank for, you, I'm brother. glad I had a chance thank to get you, you, you to come on the air. Uh, Sister Aurora, thank, thank you very you, much. Aurora. Thank you for having us. And also Sister Nia 2X, thank you for being the guest. And remember, this is the Uncle Devin show every Monday from twelve to one PM. And life is a drum. So beat it. Tune in to the Uncle Devin's show to the
4: Uncle. Tune in to the Uncle Devils show to the Uncle Devils show. Uh.